Well, hello, it's Pastor Carson from Calvary Tabernacle. Thanks for stopping by the podcast. We hope that it's a blessing to you, whether you're catching one of the Sunday or Wednesday messages, or maybe you're jumping on to listen to one of the Saturday snapshots. We're doing everything we can right here in the beautiful Fountain Square area of Indianapolis to try to reach and connect and disciple people towards Jesus Christ. Enjoy what you listen to, and I hope that it's a benefit to your life. Why don't you turn to your Bibles to Judges chapter 5. Judges chapter 5. And we'll start reading at verse number 6. I want to say once again what a tremendous honor it has been to be at Calvary Tabernacle, IBC. It's just been such a tremendous honor for me to be here. Uh, I honor your pastor, his wife, their family. Why don't we, one more time, give a hand clap of appreciation for the Carsons. Amen. So thankful for them, for their ministry. Amen. So thankful for the presence of the Lord that we felt this week. It's been such a privilege of mine to be able to spend some time with Youth World and get to know a lot of them. And uh, we've just had a great time and obviously great to see so many friends and people that I admire and love. It's just been a tremendous honor to be here. Amen. Judges chapter 5, and we'll start reading at verse 6. The Bible says, in the days of Shamgar, the son of Anath, in the days of Jael, the highways were unoccupied. And the travelers walked through the byways. Verse number seven, the inhabitants of the villages ceased. They ceased in Israel until that I, Deborah, arose. That I arose a mother in Israel. The NIV translation says, verse number seven, this way. It says, Villagers in Israel would not fight. I want you to turn to your neighbor and tell them they would not fight. They would not fight. They held back until I, Deborah, arose. Until I arose a mother in Israel. With the help of the Lord, and I will try to be knowledgeable and aware of the time. I want to preach with the help of the Holy Ghost. The finish is worth the fight. The finish is worth the fight. Why don't you put your Bibles down and one more time lift up your hands to heaven and let's pray together, shall we? God, I pray right now. Let your power, let your anointing move in this place. You've already done so, but God, I pray. Let this word find a lodging place within the inner confines of every heart. Minister to us, oh God. Let there be a move and a demonstration of your power and of your spirit. God, I'm desperate for your word. I'm desperate for a move from you, God. Speak to us today. Have your way in this service. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. One more time, why don't you clap your hands unto the Lord as you're seated.
I want to inform you of something if you were not aware of it tonight. We are in a fight. I said we are in a fight. When you were filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost, essentially what you were doing was enlisting in an army to fight. Now, I know we like to portray living for God as some walk through a field of tulips. And no doubt there are times where we experience the goodness and the grace of God. We experience the good things that come. But can I tell you that more often than not, it seems as if we are engaged in a battle, in a war, in a fight for our lives. I've come to tell somebody in this place today, you cannot run from it. You cannot hide from it. If you're going to be a child of God, you are going to face battles and you are going to fight. If you are a child of God and you have been filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost, baptized in Jesus' name, it is unescapable. You will have to fight but I've come to tell somebody today that although there is a fight that is going on although there is a battle that wages in the spirit I've come to preach to somebody today and remind you that even though you are in a fight the fight is ultimately going to be worth it when you finish the course Paul said it this way he said I have fought a good fight Paul could have used any word to describe his relationship with God. Paul could have used any word to describe what it is like to follow Jesus. But Paul says, if I have to pick one word to describe my relationship with Jesus Christ, Brother Carson, I have to say that this relationship with God is a fight. Sometimes it is rough. Sometimes it is difficult. Sometimes it feels as if my back is against the wall and there is no way out for me. But Paul did not stop there. And for that, I am so thankful. Paul said, I have fought the good fight, but I did not stop there. I've also finished the race. I've come to tell somebody that although we're in a fight right now, although we're in a struggle right now, there's going to be a day not very far in the future where it's going to be worth it all, where we're going to be able to stand with all the saints that have gone before us and say, yes, I fought a fight. Yes, I experienced heartache. Yes, I experienced pain. Yes, I experienced turmoil. But now I can stand and declare as I finish the fight that it is worth it all. It's worth every sleepless night. It's worth every time I cried myself to sleep because I have finished the faith. I finished the course. I've come to tell somebody that the finish is worth the fight. The finish is worth going through every bit of pain and anxiety that you're facing right now. Some of you are facing some things. Some of you are facing adversity in your life like you've never faced before and you feel like giving up. You feel like giving in. But I've come to tell somebody today, it's not time to give up on God. It's not time to give up on your faith. But let me tell you one day, the finish is going to be worth the fight. One day you're going to walk on streets of gold. 
Oh, do I have anybody that still believes that? One day, we're going to walk on streets of gold. One day, we're going to walk through those gates of pearl. One day, it's going to be worth it all. Come on, every battle, every test, every trial, everything that I faced in this life, when I see Jesus face to face, it's going to be worth it. Come on, somebody. I said it's going to be worth it for your family to live for God. It's going to be worth it for your siblings, for you to live for God. It's going to be worth it. I know it's a battle. I know it's a fight. But can I tell you, the finish is worth the fight. I'm not just fighting for right now. I'm fighting for the finish. I'm not just fighting for this moment. I'm fighting for the future. I'm fighting for the future of my family. I'm fighting for the future of my friends. And I will not let the enemy steal my fight. I will not let the enemy steal my fight because one day the finish is going to be worth every time I have to fight. Oh, I've come to preach to somebody. It's time to get your fight back. I said it's time for you to get your fight back. For too long we've allowed the enemy to convince us that we don't have any power, that we don't have any authority, that when the enemy attacks us that we just sit there and there's nothing that we can do. But I've come to preach to somebody when the enemy comes in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against it. Come on somebody, you are not alone, but God is with you. But you got to make up your mind. I'm not going to be content, but I'm going to to fight I'm not gonna come on somebody I'm not gonna go through the motions but I'm gonna fight come on I'm not gonna back up devil you may be coming against me right now but I made a decision I will not cower in fear I will not cower in doubt I'm gonna fight come on there's a fight on the inside of me there's a victory on the inside of me no matter what's going on I have my eyes on the future because the finish I said the finish it's worth the fight. Somebody lift up your voice and give the Lord praise right now. Somebody lift up your voice and give the Lord praise right now. Finish. It's worth the fight. And because of this, the enemy knows. The enemy knows if I can just convince the people of God. To quit fighting. If I can convince the people of God to quit wrestling and to quit struggling and to submit to my power and to submit to my authority then I will win in the end. Right now, they're going to have pleasures. Right now, they're not going to face much adversity because let me tell you something. I believe Yes, that it rains on the just and the unjust alike. But can I tell you, when you're filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost, there's a very spiritual battle that you're engaging in that even those that don't know God have to face. When you are filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost, you are a direct target of the enemy. You're a direct target on the adversary. There is a target on your back, and it will be easy to just coast, Brother Carson. It will be easy to just give in. It will be easy to just go through the motions. At the first sign of adversity, it will be easy to give up. But I've come to tell somebody, it is not time for you to give up. Come on, huh? It is not time for you to throw in the towel, but it's time for you to, to take 
take up your weapons and to begin to fight. It's time for you to take up your weapons and begin to march onto the battlefield because God is wanting to use you to bring about a victory. But the enemy knows if I could just take their fight, if I could just take their fight, if I can get them focused on the here and now, the comforts of here and now, they will not finish the race. We find today that in our scripture text, the nation of Israel has succumbed to this very mindset and ideology. The Bible says that the children of Israel have lost their fight. In Judges chapter 5 and 7, the Bible lets us know that people are so afraid of fighting, Brother Carson, that the Bible says the highways are empty. The Bible says that people were so afraid of walking out and fighting that the highways were empty and people began to take the back roads. Things that they used to do, they're afraid to do them now because they're simply afraid of a fight. They're simply afraid of getting into a fight. The enemy of that time had stolen their fight. Brother Carson, I find it very interesting, the conduit through which the enemy stole their fight. The Bible says that the children of Israel succumbed to idolatry. And that idolatry was the conduit through which their fight was stolen. Can I tell somebody in this place that it is no different in this world? I, our idolatry is a conduit through which the enemy would try to steal our fight. No, we don't have idols made of steel. No, we don't have big 10 foot tall, eight foot wide idols made of brass and steel and stone. But yes, we do still have idols in the 21st century. Some of our idols look like the money that we have in our pocket. Some of our idols look like the cars that we drive. Some of our idols look like the followers that we have on Instagram. Some of our idols look like how many people know our name. And can I tell you today that that is the enemy's method, idolatry, to get to the church of the living God and steal the fight from us. But I've come to tell somebody in this place today that it's time for us to get rid of every idol, everything that would try to exalt itself above the wisdom and the knowledge of God in our lives. You wonder why you have a problem fighting? Maybe you should check how many idols you have in your life. You're wondering why you're having a little bit of a trouble fighting, fighting for your family, fighting for your friends. How much time do you spend looking at your bank account? How much time do you spend looking at how many people follow you on Instagram? I've come to tell somebody that the Bible is still right whenever it says thou shalt have no other God before me. Come on somebody, it's time for the church of the living God to get rid of every idol, to get rid of everything that would try to stop us because in the end our fight is what matters and we cannot allow idols to steal our fight. We cannot allow idols to steal the victory and the freedom that God has for the church. I don't care if it costs me everything, I will not let an idol exalt itself in my life. 
Bible says idolatry was the way in which they succumbed to the temptation to lose their fight. The Bible says in verse number 7, Judges chapter 5, we read it in our scripture text, that they lost their fight. The enemy succeeded in doing the thing that he knew could take Israel out. But in the midst of a people that had lost their fight, in the midst of a society that had lost their ability to fight for what they believed in, in the midst of a society that lost the ability to fight for what is right, there arose a woman that believed that God could still do something in her life. And her name was J.L. J.L. was not content to simply be defeated. J.L. was not content to simply go through the motions. J.L. was not content to simply be like everybody else. And J.L. made up her mind. If nobody else in my life will fight, I, I'm making a decision to fight. And so we find in the midst of their dilemma, in the midst of their bondage, in the midst of the enemy taking their fight from them. The Bible says that God calls a lady by the name of Deborah even before JL. And the Bible says that Deborah arises and Deborah makes a decision. It's time for us to get our fight back. We've been gone without our fight long enough and we've got to make a decision right now that we're going to fight until something begins to break. I've come to tell somebody it doesn't matter how long You've been without your fight. You have the ability today to make a decision that you're not going to stay where you are and that you're going to allow God to do something new in your life today. Can I tell you, at the moment you make a decision to fight, there is no devil in hell that can stop you. At the moment you make a decision, I'm not going to be content with being with not having victory in my life. I'm not going to be content with letting the enemy run my life, my family, my emotions. No, no, no. But today I'm declaring is the day that it will end. Today is the day that I'm declaring that there shall be victory. Today is the day that I'm going to march out onto the battlefield and I'm going to fight. The Bible says, that Deborah begins to talk. She begins to talk to Barak. Barak, she says, Barak, she says, God is going to give us victory because we're making a decision to fight. We're making a decision to move beyond where we've been. We're making a decision to move into the realm of belief that God is going to do something and we are going to fight. She says, but listen, God is not going to give victory to you. The glory for this victory is not going to be to you, but the glory is going to be to a woman off somewhere that you don't even know about. God is going to use her to bring about the victory. And I can imagine, I don't believe that JL knew Deborah. I don't, I, there's just something in me that, that just doesn't believe that JL knew the prophecy that was being told of what she was going to do. But somewhere I believe uh, JL had made up her mind that she was content. She was no longer content with where she was. The Bible says this. The Bible says that she was married to a man by the name of Heber. And the Bible says that Heber had created an alliance with Jabin, the king, that was 
over Israel and that was holding them captive. He had created an alliance with them. But somewhere, JL got tired of being held in bondage. Somewhere, something arose in JL and said, you know what? I know right now that we got everything good and that there's no fight, but there's a future that I can see for my kids. There's a finish that I can see for my kids, and I'm not going to be content. Although there's peace right now, although I have a treaty right now with the adversary, I can see the finish, and I'm not going to allow my kids, I'm not going to allow my family to be in bondage. So right here, right now, this is where it stops. JL. In the midst of an alliance her husband had made with the enemy makes a decision that she was no longer going to stand for it for for being lost and she makes a decision as for me and my house we're going to serve the Lord and therefore we're going to fight can I preach to somebody in this room today that has a family member that is not in church right now can I preach to you and tell you it doesn't matter whether whether they're in church or not if you make a decision to live for God if you make a decision to do right I believe the hand of God will come upon you and you'll begin to see victory you'll begin to see freedom Come on, I'm preaching to somebody right now whose spouse doesn't want to live for God. Can I tell you this? Because your spouse doesn't want to fight. Doesn't mean that you have to stay there and not fight. But I've come to tell you right now, God can use you to bring deliverance to your family. God can use you to bring deliverance to your friends. But you got to make a decision. I'm tired of where I've been. I'm tired of what I've done. And right here, right now, I'm making a decision. I will fight. Oh, somebody give God some praise in this room. Oh, I need somebody to get that because somebody's family member right now is struggling with God. Somebody's family member has made an alliance with the enemy and you feel trapped right now. You feel as if, if they don't live for God, I can't live for God. If they're not willing to fight, there's no way that I can fight. But JL serves uh, as an example to every single one of us. Uh, when there's a fight on the inside of you, uh, when there's a determination on the inside of you, uh, it doesn't matter how high the odds are stacked against you. Uh, when you have a determination to fight, uh, there is no devil in hell that can stop you. Uh, there is no force that can stop you. Uh, but you got to get your fight back. Uh, come on, church. Uh, you got to get your determination back. Uh, you got to get something in you that says I'm not going to stay here I have my eyes on the prize I have the eyes on the finish for my family and right now I might have to fight right now I might have to endure right now I might have to toil but the finish is going to be worth it watching my babies dance on street of gold is going to be worth it watching my family lift up holy hands in the presence of God is going to be worth it and so devil you can have my fight you you can't have my fight. I'm going to get my fight back and fight for my family. Come on, somebody give God some praise right now. Oh, somebody give God some worship if there's still a fight in your spirit. Come on, somebody give God praise if there's still a fight in you.
So at that moment, J.O. makes a decision. At the next opportunity I get, I am going to fight. The next opportunity I get, I'm not going to wait for the adversary to attack me, but I am going to fight. I've had enough of being bullied. I've had enough of my family not being saved. I've had enough of, of things the way it, as they've been. I've had enough of just going through the motion. But today I mean business. And the next time I get an opportunity, I am going to fight. JL doesn't have a plan. JL doesn't know how it's going to unfold. All she knows is that the next opportunity I have, I'm going to bust somebody up across the head. The next opportunity I have, I'm going to take somebody out. I wonder what would happen in this place if we would quit waiting every for the enemy to attack us and get on the aggressive end and say, Devil, the next time I see you, the next time you mess with my family, the, come on, somebody, the next time you mess with my youth group, I'm not going to sit back, but I'm going to take the fight to you. Come on, I'm not cowering. I'm not being intimidated any longer. I'm getting my fight back. I'm getting my fight back because in the end, the finish is going to be worth the fight. In the end, the finish is going to be worth it. So the Bible says, and I'm hurrying, the Bible says that JL, the battle is going on. Bible says that Barak faces the enemy and the general of the army, Sisera. And the Bible says that they have victory over Barak, or rather over Sisera and over the enemy. The Bible says in the midst of their fighting that Sisera flees the scene. Because when you get your fight back, the enemy has no other decision than to flee the scene. When you make up your mind that you're going to fight, can I tell you the enemy begins to flee. When you make up your mind that you're going to engage in battle and warfare for your family, when you make up your mind that you're going to engage in battle and warfare for those that are lost, can I tell you the enemy has no other choice but to leave. So Cicero leaves. The Bible says that Sisera remembers, oh yeah, I can go to Jael and Heber's house. We have an alliance with them. And there I can find peace and rest and solace. And so the Bible says that, Je that rather Sisera flees and heads towards Jael. And I like the way the Bible says it. The Bible says that Jael meets Sisera. You know what that tells me? That tells me that JL was looking out her window. She was peeking out her tent door, looking for an opportunity to take somebody out. And when she saw the opportunity, she didn't wait for Sisera to come to her. She went to him and said, Sisera, it is time for you to get, to get out of my life. And she invites him in. Can I tell somebody right now, it's time for us to take the fight to the adversary. 
We've been waiting far too long for the enemy to attack us, and then we respond. Can I tell you that the church has been on the defense for far too long? I don't believe it's for the will of God for the church to be on the defense, but I believe that it's the will of God for the church to be the only offensive. I believe that it's the will of God for the church to march forward in authority and power and take dominion over the forces of the adversary. It's not the will of God for you to walk out of here without dominion. But it's the will of God that you walk forward in power and authority and take some things back that the enemy has tried to steal from you. So the Bible says that JL goes out and she meets him. This is my opportunity. This is my moment to fight. This is my moment to get back the things that the adversary has stolen from me. I've waited for this moment for a long time. And I'm not going to let this moment pass me by. Everybody else may be scared. Everybody else may be timid. Everybody else may have lost their fight. But I have my eyes on the finish. I have my eyes on the future. And right now, the fight is going to be worth the finish. I've made up my mind. I'm going to go out and I will have victory. So the Bible says that J.L. invites Sisera into the tent. J.L. invites him into the tent. The Bible says that Sisera looks at J.L. He's tired. He's been running. He's been fleeing. And the Bible says that Sisera lays down. And J.L. is so slick. She begins to butter him up, Brother Carson. She says, J.L., or Sisera, why don't you just lay down? The Bible says that she takes a blanket and she puts it over him. And Sisera thinks, man, this is a pretty sweet deal. I found shelter. I found solace. There's no way that I'm going to be defeated because I have an inside. I, I, I'm on the inside. There's no way that I can be defeated. But, but J.L. is buttering him up. She's getting him up. She's setting him up. And the Bible says that Sisera turns to JL and he says JL can I have a drink of water and the Bible says that when Sisera asked her for a drink of water JL turns and gives him milk because here's the thing people that have a fight in their spirit never give the enemy what he asked for People that have a determination in their spirit that I'm going to fight never gives the enemy what he asked for. Oh, you can tell people that have a fight in their spirit. You can tell people who have some determination that I'm going to fight for holiness. I'm going to fight for righteousness. I'm going to fight for what God has for me. Not by what they give God, Brother Carson. But I can always tell who has a fight in their spirit by what they give their enemy. You see, some people think just because they come in on a Sunday morning and they give God their worship and they give God their praise, that means they're okay. That means that they got a fight on the inside of them and that everything is okay. No, no, no. I don't look at what you give God. That's awesome. But I look at what you give to your adversary. Because if you come into this place and you give God your talent on a Sunday, but on Friday night, you're giving your talent to the adversary on, on, on that Saturday night, can I tell you, you're not really in this fight. You're really not in this fight. Because if you're in this fight, you're not going to do anything to strengthen the kingdom of hell. You're not going to do anything to strengthen the adversary. The Bible says that JL gives him milk. We know what milk does. Milk sedates you 
you ever drink a warm glass of milk, what do you want to do? You want to go to sleep. And JL understands. He may be asking for water. He may be asking for refreshment. But I'm not going to do anything to strengthen the enemy. As a matter of fact, I'm going to do everything I can to weaken the adversary. I've come to tell somebody, if you got a fight on the inside of you, you don't need to give the enemy what he asked for. But you need to rise up with some boldness today and say, devil, you may be asking for my talent, but you can't have my talent. You may be asking for my anointing, but you can't have my anointing. But you know what you can't have you can't have a fight I'm gonna fight for my family I am gonna pray until the walls of your kingdom come down I'm gonna fight until something breaks in the spirit I'm not giving you what you asked for but I'm standing today and I'm going to fight Come on, church. We've given the enemy what he's asked for for far too long. Come on, the enemy has come and demanded your talent and your giftings, and you've handed it over without giving it a second thought. But I've come to tell somebody it's time to get a fight back in your spirit that says, I will not give what the enemy wants, but I will fight for what God has for my life. Oh, somebody lift up your hands and worship the Lord right now. Oh, somebody get some gumption in your spirit today. Somebody get a fight back in your spirit today. And I can imagine JL doesn't have a plan. JL doesn't know what's going on. But Brother Carson, I can imagine she hands Sisera that glass of milk. Sisera thinks, oh my goodness, I'm living the good life now. And he takes a sip of that milk and does that thing you always do, you know, when you take a drink of a refreshing glass of water, you know, he does that. Ah. She's sitting there nodding her head thinking, oh, yeah, I got him now. He doesn't know, but I'm getting ready to fight. But then she begins to look around her, Brother Carson, and she notices something a loophole in her plan that she didn't notice before. She looks around and Sisera's beginning to close his eyes. He's, he's sleeping. But she looks around, Brother Carson, and there's no weapons around her. Because you see, the Bible lets us know in Judges chapter 5 that when the enemy came in, that the enemy took all of their weapons. The Bible says that there was no spear nor shield to be found in all of Israel. Every single one of the weapons are gone. And at that point, J.L. begins to, 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 to doubt and she begins to fret and she begins to fear. And I could see her sitting down at the very edge of that tent. And as she's sitting there, the wind begins to blow and begins to rock that tent and she reaches out to the tent peg to stable it and she grabs that tent peg in her hand and all of a sudden Brother Carson, she remembers the story of a man named Shamgar and the Bible says that Shamgar decided that he was not going to be like everyone else in the same chapter or in the same book of Judges He's facing the adversary. And the Bible says that Shamgar, when faced with the Philistines, takes an ox goad 
And the Bible says that he slays 600 Philistines with an ox goat. Now you have to understand the same was true with Shamgar. The enemy had stolen all of their weapons. There was not a weapon to be found in all of Israel. And so I can imagine Shamgar was sitting there minding his own business, riding his oxen, plowing the field. When all of a sudden the Philistines come out of nowhere and begin to attack them. And before Shamgar could look around, before Shamgar could do anything, the attack was upon him. And so Shamgar looks at and all that's in his hand is that old ox gold. And the Bible says that Shamgar that day begins to kill all those people that attacked him with an ox gold. Because let me tell you this, when there's a fight in your heart, what is in your hand is enough. Somebody needs to hear me. I said when there's a fight in your heart, what's in your hand is enough. And so JL is sitting there and all of a sudden she remembers. And as she's grasping that tent peg to, to, to stable it from the winds that are blowing, she grabs that tent peg and looks. She thinks, you know what? This is not a typical weapon. This is not a typical object that I would use to fight. But I've made up my mind that I'm going to fight. And what I have in my hand is enough. What's on, in, on the inside of my hand is enough. It may not be ideal. It may not be what I wanted. But it's in my hand. And because there's a fight in the inside of my heart, it is enough. I've come to preach to somebody in this place that what is in your hand is enough for you to fight. If there's a fight on the inside, inside of your heart what is in your hand is enough some of you feel inadequate some of you feel lost some of you feel like you can't fight but I've come to tell you right now it doesn't matter what you have God has equipped you with what you need to be victorious you just need to make up your mind I am going to fight you need to make up your mind I am going to battle I'm going to war I'm not going to be dismayed I'm not going to be distracted but I am going to to fight oh I wish to God that somebody right now will begin to fight a little bit I would to God that somebody will begin to worship I would to God that somebody will begin to praise right now I've come to tell you that what's in your hand is enough Some of you feel inadequate. Some of you feel like you cannot do what God has called you to do. But God did not call for you to be perfect. God is not going to give you a perfect situation. But can I tell you, God has given you exactly what you need to fight. But you need to make up your mind that you're going to do just that. You are going to fight. Is there anybody that can stand in this place today and say, Brother Wilson, I may not have much in my hand. I know the enemy has stripped me of a lot. But Brother Wilson, uh, there's going to be a fight uh, that's going to rise up on the inside of me. Uh, come on, somebody. There's going to... There's going to be some aggression, Brother Carson, that's going to rise up on the inside of me. I'm tired of letting the enemy run my family. I'm tired of letting the enemy run my life. I'm going to stand up and I'm going to fight. So the Bible... We know the story. The Bible says that J.L. with what she has in her hand takes that tent peg. The Bible says that J.L. takes that tent peg. Wow. 
Sisera is asleep because she hasn't given him what he wanted. The Bible says that Jael takes that tent peg and that hammer. She drives it. She drives it through the hand of Sisera. And that day, because of a lady deciding to get her fight back, the entire nation of Israel experienced victory and freedom. I want you to stand all across this room. I'm getting ready to come to a close because I'm going to give you an opportunity right now to exercise what is in your hand. Some of you have been asking for God to do things in your life and your excuse has been, God, I don't have enough to do it. I don't have enough to get it done. The enemy has stripped me of everything that I have. The enemy has stripped me of all of my joy, all of my peace, all of my hope. And God, I don't have any weapons to fight with. There's nothing in my hand. But I've come to preach to somebody right now under the unction of the Holy Ghost that what you have in your hand is enough. It matters right now. All that matters rather is that you make a decision that I am going to fight. All that matters is that you make a decision that I am going to fight. I want to end with this. The Bible lets us know that we have weapons that do not seem as if by carnal standards that they aren't enough. It does not make sense, Brother Carson, if my family is struggling with depression, that I can come up and lift up my hands and pray to a holy God and be healed from that. That doesn't make a whole lot of sense to the carnal mind. It doesn't make sense that if I get some fight back on the inside of me tonight, that God can bring deliverance to where my family is. It doesn't make sense that those weapons are able to do that. But I've come to tell you right now that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. And it doesn't matter how unlikely it seems, the weapons of your warfare have been placed in your hand by the Spirit of God. And the choice is yours. Are you going to settle for being bound? Are you going to settle for not having a fight? Are you going to allow there to be a fight to rise up on the inside of you and begin to exercise what is already in your hands did you hear what I said I said it's already in your hands you don't need anything else you don't need a word from God what you need to do right now is you simply need to begin to fight and exercise what you have come on somebody if you'll make a decision tonight I'm going to begin to fight God will give you victory God will give you freedom God will deliver you Oh, Brother Wilson, you don't understand what's going on in my life. I feel broken. I feel abandoned. And all I have is just this fragment of nothingness for my life. It doesn't feel like enough. I've come to tell you what you have in your hand is enough. Church, what you have in your hand is enough to see revival. What you have in your hand is enough to see the harvest that God has for this city. You don't need anything else. All you need is a determination that I will fight. So here's what I want us to do. Here's what I want us to do. The Bible lets us know we have several weapons. But I believe 
the biggest weapon we have in sending a shock wave through the camp of the adversary is the weapon of praise and worship. I believe right now that as we begin to praise and worship God, that God is going to begin to break some things. I believe as we begin to praise and worship God, it's what's in our hands right now. You might not have anything else. Your life may be completely broken, messed up. You may feel absolutely abandoned. You may feel lost. But can I tell you, everybody in this place has a weapon of praise in their hand. And I want to let you know, if you'll begin to exercise that weapon tonight, that I believe that God will begin to give you victory like you've been praying for. I said, God is going to give somebody victory in this room like they've been praying and crying out for. So here's what I want us to do. I want us, as many as can, as many as desire to, I want you to join me at the front right now. And we're going to create an atmosphere of praise and worship. We're going to begin to lift up the name of Jesus. Because I know that that is something that everybody in this place can have in their hands. And I want you to come. And I don't want you to come with fear. I don't want you to come with doubt. I don't want you to come with discouragement. I don't want you to come with dismay. But I want you to come with faith and expectation that God is going to do something. Don't worry about the result. I just want you to come with a fight in your spirit. Don't worry about what's going to happen. Just come with a fight. Come on. Come with a praise on your lips. Come with a praise on your heart. Because what's in your hand, God is going to use to give you victory. What's in your head God is going to use to bring you freedom but you got to make sure that you fight come on somebody the finish is worth the fight the finish is worth giving everything that you have the finish is worth fighting for your family come on young people the finish is worth fighting for your purity I said the finish is worth fighting for your deliverance. The finish is worth fighting. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight.